Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of the iZero Podcast. As always, this is Tommy coming to you from the beautiful and today snowy mountains of Colorado. Today, we're going to be talking about the actions to take to prepare for and react to an active shooter incident. While this is typically referred to as run, hide, fight, those three actions are really only what you do after an active shooter event has started. So today we're also going to talk about those things that you should do to prepare in advance and also what you should do after the event has been brought under control. My reference for today's podcast is the active shooter page at www.ready.gov. The Ready campaign was launched in 2003 and is designed to educate and empower the American people to prepare for, respond to, and mitigate emergencies, including natural and man-made disasters. The goal of the campaign is to promote preparedness through public involvement. Let me take a moment here to encourage you to go to the www.ready.gov page to find well put together information that you can use to really improve your overall safety and readiness. The Ready Campaign asks you to do four key things. First, they ask you to stay informed about the different types of emergencies that could occur and their appropriate responses. Second, they ask you to make a family emergency plan. Third, they ask you to build an emergency supply kit. And fourth, they ask you to get involved in your community by taking action to prepare for emergencies. Not only does www.ready.gov identify these four key things, but it also gives you the resources to follow through by providing you a wealth of information on the relevant topics. Hopefully this podcast will be a good first step for you as you start your research and your preparations to keep yourself and your loved ones safe. Okay, on to today's subject. The biggest thing that you need to keep in mind is you need to keep control of yourself. Active shooter situations are scary and they're tense. But if you start screaming or you start freaking out and lose control, you put yourself and everyone else around you in terrible danger. You become part of the problem. But if you stay in control of yourself, you become part of the solution. While we talk about run, hide, fight to be the actions to take during an active shooter event, keep in mind that guns aren't the only tools an individual can use to inflict great harm on others. The same actions can be taken in the event of an attack by somebody wielding anything from a knife to a baseball bat. Really, a person motivated to harm others can do so with his or her bare hands. So, while we talk about shooters and shooting, consider the same ideas and procedures for any of these other dangers. Get started today on your preparations for an active attack. Get yourself informed and keep those around you informed. Training can be of great help. Many schools and businesses will have active shooter and other emergency preparedness training that you're either required to attend or you're greatly encouraged to. Don't treat this training as a check the block requirement. Pay close attention and use the information to shape how you interact with the world around you. In addition to active shooter training, you should also look at getting basic first aid training. And really, not just for active shooter events, but for any time that, you know, there's going to be a lot of times where first aid training can be of great help. We have a previous podcast on owning your own space. 
If you haven't listened to it, take some time after this podcast for it so you can stay aware of your environment and any possible dangers. And very importantly, if you see something, say something. Never assume someone else will take care of it. If you are the first to spot a potential problem, your quick and accurate reporting could be the difference between life and death. With the wealth of information at our fingertips with our smartphones and computers, finding ways to receive emergency alerts is very easy. One potential way to do this is through Nixle, N-I-X-L-E. Nixle serves many communities by distributing alerts from local agencies. You can find more information at www.nixle.com. Your school or place of work may also have its own system like this in place. Find out if they do and how you can be added to it. With yourself well-informed, you need a plan. Many schools, workplaces, houses of worship, hospitals, places like this will have plans in place to help you uh, so you can react in an event of an active shooter. Get to know these plans. For the places that don't, make a plan with your family and make sure everyone knows what to do if they find themselves in an active shooter situation. We'll get more into this later, but when you enter a facility, make sure you know where the two nearest exits are. You could also continuously look at and evaluate potential places to hide should it become necessary. And remember that you may need to help disabled people escape, so keep in mind how you can help someone on crutches or in a wheelchair. Okay, now, you're going through your daily routine and you hear gunfire and people reacting to it. It's time to consider run-hide-fight. If it's safely possible, run is always your first option to consider. Getting away from the shooter or shooters is your top priority. Remember a moment ago when I said that you need to know where the two nearest exits are? This is the time for that knowledge. And if you don't know where you're going, running may not be your best option. You don't want to take off and get lost in the facility or blindly run into the shooter because you've just been running around random halls. When you run, don't take the extra time to grab your purse, your briefcase, your backpack, your computer. Just go as fast as you can. Get out of there. And while you can encourage others to run with you, if they decide to hide or they freeze in place, taking the time to get them moving is a delay that you cannot afford. It may be enough that you get caught by the shooter. As harsh as it sounds, you need to leave them behind so one potential victim does not become two potential victims. And as you're on your way out, warn others you come in contact with of the danger and where it may be. Once clear of the danger, let the people responsible for your safety know that you're okay. At school, this means going to the predetermined sites that you use during drills like fire drills or earthquake drills or other exercises. If you're at work, this means getting in touch with your businesses or your, your employer's security manager and letting him or her know of your status. Also, call 911 and give them any information you have, like the location of the shooting, the time you first heard the shots, and any description of the shooter or weapons you may have. But, very importantly, if you don't have knowledge, do not guess. Guessing to try to appease the authorities could mislead them and make a bad situation worse. Now, if running is not a good option, hide. Get out of the shooter's view and stay very quiet. Silence 
any electronic devices you have on you and make sure they don't vibrate. If you're in a room like a classroom, office, conference room, something like that, lock the doors and block them, close the blinds and turn off the lights to make it look like the room is unoccupied. Once out of view, communicate with police quietly. Use text messaging to identify your location or put a sign in an outdoors facing window to identify your occupied room. And once you're hidden, stay there until law enforcement gives you the all clear. Don't poke your head around. Don't try to figure out if you're safe or not. Once you're hidden, stay in place. If you start moving around, you might accidentally identify yourself to the shooter. And remember, the best hiding place will hide you from the shooter's view and provide you protection if shots are fired in your direction. Now you've considered running and you've considered hiding, but you've come upon your last resort and it's unavoidable. You have to fight. This is your last resort. If you decide to fight, don't hesitate. Commit to your actions and act as aggressively as possible against the shooter. If you have the time to set up an ambush against the shooter, recruit others to help you and have them arm themselves with makeshift weapons like chairs or fire extinguishers. You can also have others ready to throw objects at the shooters. Now, when you go after the shooter, you will probably have to cause them serious injury or lethal injury to stop them. Be ready for this because if you do not and the shooter gets away, he or she will probably kill you and continue on their rampage. You know, you could have stopped them, but because you went soft for whatever reason, they got away and now more people are dead. Don't let that happen. Now, either as you are running or you've received the order to evacuate from law enforcement, you may come across those law enforcement personnel. Now, you could encounter them as they are actively going after the shooter, or you could encounter them after they subdued the shooter and they're clearing the rest of the facility. Here's some things to keep in mind. Keep your hands visible and empty and avoid sudden movements. If your hands are down and you come across you know, the police officers, don't just shoot your hands up because it may look like you're doing something aggressive against them. Raise your hands slowly and in a controlled manner so that they can see that those hands are empty without looking like a threat. Remember that law enforcement's first priority will be to end the incident and secure the facility. So for the time being, they may need to bypass injured people along the way. And time is of the essence in these situations. So as officers shout commands or push people to the ground for their safety, comply with them. Basically, if you encounter law enforcement while you're evacuating, follow their directions. Or if they go on by, go in the direction that they came from to get out. While you're evacuating, you can help injured people escape if you can do so without further injuring them. But don't stop. Gather them up and go. Once you're safe, then you can start to provide first aid. Now, keep in mind that these events are terribly traumatic. And as soon as possible after the event is over, seek professional help for you and your family to cope with its long-term effects. While the possibility of being caught up in an active shooter event is actually pretty small, it's a possibility that shouldn't be ignored. Because of the destructive potential, a lot of information has been collected on what you should do. What we covered today is really the basics on reaction to an active shooter. 
let me again encourage you to go out and continue to educate yourself on active shooter preparation by visiting www.ready.gov and looking at the resources that they have there. As we go through these more instructional podcasts, I hope that you're realizing that the keys to your security and your safety are vigilance and preparation. With only small adjustments to your daily routine, you can make sure that you and those close to you are safe and ready to face whatever comes your way. So that's it for today's podcast. I and everyone here at iZero wish you a safe and secure and happy life. Until next time, I'm Tommy saying to keep your head up and observe what's going on around you and you'll be just fine. Take care.